Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Thank you, Fiona. That's amazing. Let's um, keep, do keep your Bibles open on that psalm because we're going to be looking at it as we ponder God's word together. But let's um, start with a prayer. Father God, as we look at your word together, remind us of the ways you forgive us and redeem us. Keep us close as we uncover how to deepen and grow our faith in you. Amen. So it's lovely to unpack God's scripture together. My name's Natalie. If I've not met you before, I'm one of the clergy here. And um, we have been taking a journey through a number of psalms. In fact, we're going to be doing it, as this slide says, for seven weeks. And it's amazing to think that there are so many different flavors of psalms. Now, the one that we are thinking of today is a remembering psalm. So to help us connect with this psalm and to break up, the, I'm going to break up our reflecting into a few bits. And you're going to have to join in in places. I know, it's an evening service. You're horrified, aren't you? I'm so sorry. Um, but we need to play a game to start with because I'm in a game kind of mood. So Alyssa has picked two volunteers, I think. Sorry, you've only told one of them. Well, do you want to go, do you want to collar the ones that you've got? There you go. Tom's one of them. Okay. Gary, you're going to have to help as well. Come on. There we go. No pressure. And Chris is going to come and score key. Rebecca, do you want to play as well? No. Yeah, come on, come play. Great. Okay. Who's heard of Kim's game? Okay, there are a few hands. So for those of you who haven't heard of Kim's game, it's a memory game. So I'm going to reveal to these lovely, lovely people who are playing as one team. They're not playing against each other. I'm going to reveal a tray of objects for 30 seconds. No pressure. How many did the kids get? Chris, I need to look at my slip of paper. So this morning, the kids had 19 objects to remember, and they recognized 12. You've got 24, because I've upped it a bit, because it's not the kids' service. Um, And I'm not expecting you to remember all of them. But I'm hoping that you will illustrate my sermon point beautifully, okay? And I'll explain why later. So are you ready to count down? I forgot to get the countdown. Oh, Chris, you gave me such a good idea. Can Can you, as a congregation, help me count down 30 seconds? Are you feeling up for that? Great. Okay. You ready? You can look. You can come closer. You can come really close. Ready, steady, go.
there was a sudden consultation there. We should have divided it up. <laughs> Literally, as you were saying, 27. <laughs> okay, now you guys, as you think of them, just give Chris a chance to kind of capture your words. So breathe in between each word. Sports direct bottle. Paper punch. Hole punch, it's at the top. Black Easter thing. Yes. Easter blessings card, three pounds. Yes. Key ring. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there we go. Lego block. Ruler. Sorry, what was that? Lego block. Giant Lego block. Yes. A car. Yeah. Wooden train track. Wooden train track, yeah. An alpha book book. Yes. The Bible. Yay. Come on. Extra points. Sticky notes. Yes. Pig? pig? Yes, yeah, yeah. one bag, yeah, one bag. Yeah. Peg? I thought you said oh, pig, yeah. I was thinking. I didn't put a pig on there. Oh, sorry, no, <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> yeah, glue stick. Cable. Oh, this one has cable. Oh my gosh. Uh, alpha booklet. No, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Pencil? How long do they have to remember? Oh, I'm being generous. That is generous. Crayon. Crayon? You guessed that. They might have got that, you know. Did they get that? No, definitely not. Okay, yeah, this is... This is getting they, painful, they've isn't no, they've it? They've got nothing, they've got nothing. Are you done? That was amazing. Yay! He's counting. Thirteen. Thirteen. I think so. I feel like there's more there. Than I think they've got more than thirteen, but it's, there you go. I'll, uh, you were counting. Where the game falls down, my counting. <laughs> um, no. Thank you, you so well. much. Well done, Should we give them a round of applause? That was amazing. It's really difficult to remember stuff. I mean, okay, I only gave them thirty seconds, but that—that that is what our psalm is about. Our psalm today is about remembering. And it's a bit like our game. Now, if I explain Kim's game for those of you who haven't heard it, it was written in a book quite a few years ago, and it was picked up as like a, a game for scouts. So I was a scout leader for many years, and um, we used to use this with the scouts, and just, it got more and more complicated. Now, in the book, it was, played by a young chap called Kim. And he was a spy. And he had to remember quite a few things. But he had to remember things without writing them down. And so they played this game, hence its name. Today, it's used by various um, parts of the army and the armed services as a way of helping them to memorize things as well. But way back when this psalm that we're reading today was first captured, I wonder if you've thought about the fact that the vast majority of people didn't know any form of writing, whether that was symbols or actual literal script. And many, even if they saw those scripts, wouldn't have known how to read them. So the way our Bible has come down to us 
is through stories and songs. So Psalm 105, which comes immediately before the part of the psalm that we heard today, was a psalm that remembers all the wonderful and mighty deeds that God did for the nation Israel. It remembers the ways that they praised him and the ways in which God was gracious to his people. Yet by the time we get to Psalm 106, it seems the people had forgotten a lot of the mighty deeds of God. And because they'd forgotten how amazing and how glorious their God was, they wandered off and kind of did their own thing, which included doing some wrong and some bad things. And their rebellion and their unfaithfulness to God were commonplace, just as rebellion and unfaithfulness to God is commonplace in our world today. And in verses 6 and 7, they looked back on that time of rebellion with these words, which I'm going to read to you from the message translation. We've sinned a lot, both we and our parents. We've fallen short. We've hurt a lot of people. After our parents left Egypt, they took your wonders for granted. They forgot your great and wonderful love. They were barely beyond the Red Sea when they defied the high God, the very place he'd saved them, the place he'd revealed his amazing power. Despite their rebellion from God, it's still this psalm, a song of remembering that God is always with his people, which is why it opens with these words, praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. He is with his people when they do things wrong, as well as being with them when things are going well. God's love endures forever. It's present for us today, just as it was present for the people who sung and told the story of the history of their nation through these words of the psalm. And in this psalm, they remember both good and bad times. So let's take a moment to think about why this psalm can bless us today through remembering both good and bad. I wonder whether it's a bit odd. Does it strike you as a bit odd coming to church and remembering the bad? Does anyone feel slightly awkward about that? Sometimes it's difficult, isn't it, to remember things that have gone wrong. But this psalm, not just the part of it that we've read this morning, but also in the later verses in it, describes the many times that the followers and friends of God did not do what was right. I've put together a list just of some of what went wrong for them. We might get these things wrong too in our own relationship with God. They were jealous, verse 16. Anyone ever been jealous? Oh, really? There's not very many of you. I'm really pleased you are more holy than I am. Great. They did wicked things. They didn't wait for God's counsel. What do we mean by that? It means they simply didn't stop and listen and wait for God to guide them. They put God to the test. And I like to think of verse 21 as the sum up verse. They forgot God their Savior. They literally forgot 
But despite all of these wrong and not remembering God, God still shows up for his people. And they remind themselves of this in verse 8. Yet he saved them for his own name's sake to make his mighty power known. Various parts of the psalm change in terms of the time that they're thinking of. In verses 4 and 5, rather than looking back to remember the bad, they're remembering who God is and how they can and will into the future praise their God. Yet they still kept those sad bits in what they wrote and what they told each other. I wonder why we still keep those bits of the Bible where things have gone wrong. I think it's to remind us that generations before us have lost the plot, literally lost the plot sometimes, but yet still God will show up and forgive. He shows up and forgives them, and he shows up and forgives us today. So partway through our pondering, I thought it would be good if we paused for a minute and allowed ourselves some real space to hold before God those areas of our lives that need forgiveness. And because I don't know about you, but sometimes when I seek forgiveness from God, I find it quite tough. I find it quite hard to know what words to say and how to express what I'm sorry for. So we have got little piles of these, these bits of paper at the front of church. And I'm going to move this table out of the way and we're going to bring the cross a bit closer. And I'm going to invite you not to say anything to anyone else, but to come up and take this bit of paper and read what it says. And if you aren't a reader and you need help knowing what it says on the piece of paper, just ask someone and they'll read it out for you. Um, because there's something about God who is always present, who always wants to forgive his people. But sometimes we need to find a way of saying sorry. So our way of saying sorry this evening is to take one of these bits of paper, and when you've read it, literally screw it up. And because the cross will be roughly where I'm standing, I invite you to put your sorry thoughts in the bin in the cross and leave it there because actually God carries our forgiveness Jesus forgives us and loves us and he shows up for his people and he forgives them so I'm going to ask Tom who's going to come play for us whilst we do this and it's your invitation come when you're ready pick a piece of paper think of the thing you want to say sorry to God for and put it in the bin the challenge I set for you, though, is when you've said sorry, just remember you've said sorry and leave it with God. Don't take it home with you again. Is that okay? Great. Thank you. i 
God who sent his son into the world to save sinners bring you his pardon and his peace now and forever amen so having looked at the repentance and the confession and the sorries of the people in Israel we're going to think about the good because part of this story is a story of good. We need to realize that even sometimes remembering the good is quite hard. And our psalm helps us consider it in one particular verse. It's verse 2, and it says this, Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praise? Who? Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praise? Now, I can remember a handful of the things to declare God's praise for in each day. I don't think I can fully declare God's praise in every single day because I find it difficult to remember all the amazing things that God shows up and does in a day. It's quite tough. And we, we do declare God's praise often, but how hard is it to fully declare his praise Together we are one church, and that can make it slightly easier. I don't know if you noticed, but when these guys were playing the Kim's game earlier on, they were remembering different things. So like some of them remembered what the Lego block, and somebody else remembered the train track, and somebody else realized that there was a lot of stationery on there, so they went down the stationery theme and accidentally said crayon, which there wasn't one, but it's not a bad guess, because there was lots of stationery on there. Did anyone get the elastic band? Oh, one of the kids got the elastic band this morning. But it was quite small and he played with it for a little bit. So that might have made it slightly easier. We are better at remembering the good things of God when we're together. Because we can tell each other about it. And when I share something amazing that's happened with some of the team here, they share something amazing that God's shown up and done for them. And our psalm has songs, verses of song that are a bit like that. When the people remind themselves of God's goodness. It happens in verses 9 and 10. And it goes like this. He rebuked the Red Sea and dried it up. He led them through the depths as through a desert. And he saved them from the hand of the foe. From the hand of the enemy, he redeemed them. So basically what they were doing was they were reminding each other about the times when God had shown up and rescued them. Now we too each have songs or memories. I don't sing my memories very often. Greyfriars appointed me as associate vicar for a reason, and that's because I don't sing like Tom Pollard or Melissa Pollard. Um, so they don't, they don't appoint me to sing. But here's an image from one of my memories you might recognize two people who are in the room in this picture. One of them's hiding towards the back. It's not from New Wine last week, surprisingly enough, because I look a lot younger in that picture. It's from not quite as long ago as the psalm. 
In fact, it's from the first Christian summer festival that I went to. And what it reminds me of is that God has been at work shaping and guiding my life over the long journey. And that's good. It's good because actually when I look back over that length of time, I have to remember there are good days and there are bad days between that length of time, between then. How old were we? Mike thinks it was 1995. My husband's normally right about most of these things. Um, We think it was 1995, I couldn't remember. Not all the days between today and then have been good. They're all full of joy, each in their own way. They're full of joy gifted by God in the good and in the tough moments. When I, like the Israelites, drifted from God's path and tried to walk my way on my own, he brought me back. So there are good memories, even in the tough times. There are memories of God being present. And there are some days that I just can't remember how to praise God for because I've forgotten them. But God still knows them. They are still part of the history of my life and the history of my faith. And both the opening and closing verses from our reading today are a song of thanks and praise that God is good. And actually, it's in that remembering that our faith is built. Praise the Lord, our psalm starts with. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. In between verse 1 and verse 12 that we finished with, there are amazing memories, amazing memories of when God showed up in the midst of trying times. Memories of how God forgave his people, how they looked forward to the restoration that would come. Now we today know with hindsight that the restoration that would come was through Jesus, through his love displayed on the cross. That's how God has brought joy and has brought us into his inheritance. So we see that. These people looked forward to it as a hope yet to come. And in all our remembering, God helps us and help them to grow to grow in our faith, to believe a little bit more deeply, and to sing a song of love back to God. And so we reach the final verse from our reading. They believed his promises and sang his praise. Now we might share in the words of that verse by expressing it something like we believe in God's promises and sing his praise today. So my challenge from this scripture for all of us, and I'm going to take it away and the staff team can hold me to account in this week. The challenge that I'd like us all to accept is to hold short accounts with God in this week. And what does that mean? If there's something that you're sorry for in the moment of any given day, say sorry to God quickly and say sorry to God fully. If there's something that you notice of God that's amazing and overwhelming in the day, give praise to him. Thank him in that moment. I think in that way of holding short accounts with God in any one day, we can hold on to that sense of joy and gratitude. We can hold on to our forgiveness in the moments when we say sorry too. It's a way of acknowledging that God is ever-present, whether we remember it or not. And if we hold short accounts, 
we're able to hold ourselves in the presence of God throughout a day. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to praise God. We're going to praise God for who he is and the beauty of how he is in our lives. So let's pray, and then we're going to worship again. Dear Jesus, look into our hearts, we pray. Help us to believe your promises from this psalm. Your promise that you are good and your love endures forever. As we responded in this moment with praise, help us to see the many reasons we can be thankful to you. Where our minds have forgotten some of your goodness, would you remind us of those moments? Come, Holy Spirit, as we stand, help us to worship you in response to your love that endures through the years and through the ages. Amen.